On January 21st, 2024, we traveled to the Nikki Haley rally. Here's what we found. My name is Sarah Zabayos. My name is Jamie Kiernan. And you're listening to NPR. Gathered at Exeter High School, the auditorium was filled with over 1,200 people. Following the Republican governor of New Hampshire, Kristen Nunu, television personality Judge Judy Schneidlin endorsed Haley's campaign and was met with a ruckus applause. Haley then quickly took to the stage. Thank you so much, Exeter, for coming out. Can you hear that sound? That's the sound of a two-person race. (laughs) Hours after Ron DeSantis dropped out of the election, Haley celebrated this long-awaited moment. She and Trump are now in a head-to-head battle in New Hampshire. She quickly jumped into stating her political agenda. Congress has become the most privileged nursing home in the country. The 52-year-old Haley contrasted her youth and vigor with the advanced age of both Trump and Biden. She emphasized that many Americans' elected officials are too old to make decisions about the future of the United States. Haley, a former governor and U.N. ambassador, insisted that it is crucial that our national leaders are at the top of their game. I say we need to have mental competency tests for anyone over the age of 75. Later in her speech, she spoke about the inefficiency of Congress condemning their lateness in passing a budget on time. She says, if you don't pass a budget on time, you don't get paid. Haley claims that she is not surprised that the majority of the GOP members of Congress are backing Trump in this election. Haley remains far behind Trump in endorsements, with Trump having obtained a majority of the GOP Congressional Caucus. But Haley does not stop at this. She says that she will call out both Democrats and Republicans, quote-unquote, when they don't do the right thing. Furthering her claim, she states that it is of no surprise that Congress is going towards Trump because he is going to take care of them. But she's not going to do that. She is going to take care of the taxpayers. To this, she was met with a roar of cheers. Before we attended the Haley rally, we walked into a coffee shop with the intent of warming up. We met and interviewed a very kind man, who would like to stay anonymous, and asked him about what needs to change about the standing system in the United States. My father was a career military person and a World War II veteran, and I absolutely cannot stand what I'm seeing. Haley agrees with this view. She plans to support service members, veterans, and their families by expanding veteran affair health care, as well as implementing telehealth into treatment plans to make it more accessible. She also speaks on the high rate of homeless veterans and the need to support them after they return home, too. This topic is very close to her heart, as her husband was recently deployed. I want to say this. Six months ago, I dropped my husband, Michael, off at 4 a.m. for another year-long deployment. And I watched him and 230 soldiers pick up their two duffel bags of belongings to go to a country they'd never been all in the name of protecting America. They're willing to sacrifice their lives and their families because they still believe in this amazing experiment that is America. She refutes Trump's claim that she is pro-war. As the wife of a soldier, she prays every day for the prevention of war and the safety of all people. Haley has been receiving a widespread audience of veterans and she continues to vocalize her role as a military spouse, whilst her time in New Hampshire. When it comes to the board, 
It doesn't even look like the United States of America. That is lawlessness we have never thought was possible in America. Eight million illegal immigrants have come to that border. Addressing the current immigration crisis in the United States, Haley states that instead of catch and release, which is the standing immigration policy in the U.S. right now, catch and deport should be the new strategy going forward. Her plan would include reinstating ICE agents, mandating background checks and documentation for small business employees, and blocking the border off entirely. While she agrees that the Trump wall is needed, she doesn't think that it's sufficient. She calls for closing the border and defunding sanctuary states. We will defund sanctuary cities once and for all. No more safe havens in America. We will make sure that we put 25,000 Border Patrol and ICE agents on the ground and let them do their job. And let's, and let's go back to the Remain in Mexico policy so, policy so that no one even steps foot on U.S. soil. And instead of catch and release, we're going to go to catch and deport. That is how we will stop what's happening on the road. Later in her speech, Haley took aim at public education. For context, Haley had previously signed and publicly endorsed multiple pieces of education-related legislation, including a law similar to Florida's so-called Don't Say Gay Bill. Highlights of her proposed education policy include increased parental oversight, school vouchers, and raising reading and math scores. In addition, Haley spoke strongly about transparency related to school curriculum. We will put curriculums online so that every parent can see it. And then parents have one job, and that's one job is to make sure we raise our children and educate them the right way. That's why we want parents to be able to decide how their kids get educated and which school they choose to go to. should ever wonder what's being said or taught to their child in the classroom. We need complete transparency in the classroom. Thank you to Anna Goldhampt and Maddie Trissel for contributing in the making and production of this episode. Once again, this is Sarah Zabios and Janie Kunin, and you're listening to NPR. <laughs>